0: A.G. Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to
1: anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly.
0: Welcome to TFS 100. That's right, 100. Junior Grasshopper is passing the torch back to me for this intro since it's been 100 episodes now. Crazy, we've taken all about Two weeks off since we started this thing right around Christmas time, uh, back in the middle of the stupidity that was the pandemic. Um, man, lots of stuff that we've talked about on this podcast, lots of ground covered, lots of people I'm sure pissed off with my not so shy to give political opinions. Um, no shortage of opinions this week. Got a lot of ground to cover. We're going around the world because we've got, you know, five Robust topics to talk on, and in fact, we've got overflow, so it's going to go into next week. But shout out to our listeners! I know we've got a, a couple out there that have hit them all. Chris, especially, we're going to read read a couple of things that you shared with me today um, on some of the topics that we're going to talk about. And give you a little bit of love, but Riley, Kyle, any of those boys uh, out there, Danny, mom, etc. Yep, mom too. She listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Anybody who listens to the podcast, uh, we appreciate you keep spreading the word, you know, this was born out of Ryan and I just having a passion for sports. I think between Wednesday evening and yesterday, we probably logged 40 hours on the couch watching hoops and football. Um, and that's what we bring to the podcast is just two, two guys, one young guy, one old guy talking sports, a lot of Michigan State, a lot of golf, uh, but a lot of other Big Ten and, and other college sports. There's always plenty to talk about. Let's get right to the podium. Ryan, the lectern is yours. Echo
1: everything you said. Um, wow, 100 century mark, special podium. Um, not we don't talk. We haven't talked much about the NFL lately. Probably won't as much again today because college football, obviously, huge weekend this past weekend and college basketball, feast week, all that stuff. So I'll talk about the Packers. Um, Not a fan of the Packers, but they're in the Lions division. Um, One of the biggest rivals of the team that I cheer for. Um, And they've beaten the Lions a lot. They've had their success for all these years. And it's not going well for them. Four and eight. uh, Rodgers has been a shell of himself. Uh, He's a broken thumb or something. And then he got hurt yesterday. Hurt his ribs. Thought he punctured a lung or something. But he didn't. Um, Jordan Love comes in six for nine passing, throws a like a sixty-three yard touchdown to Watson, kind of led them back. Honestly, they got back into the game only lost by seven, and he did fine. And he has not looked good um, in previous um, you know opportunities that he has been given um, in games. This puts the pa- Packers at a crossroads. Do they ride with Rodgers, who's what, he's probably thirty-eight? 39, um, or Jordan Love, who's, you know, is his third year, they picked him in the first round, kind of like they did with Rodgers. It's kind of a rodgers farb situation if you think about it. I'm not saying that that uh, Jordan Love's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he will be, or even close, but it's a similar situation. Older quarterback, kind of dinged up, not playing as well, then the young guy comes in. I saw something that said that um, Jordan Love same, basically the same trajectory as Aaron Rodgers, picked late first round, year three, um, in late November's when Favre got benched for, for, uh, for Rodgers. That's pretty crazy if that actually were to happen. I don't know if it will, but I, I would, I would test it if I with the Packers. Maybe play him. I don't know if they're playing next week, but the week after, um, see how he does, and if he doesn't do great, you know, give the rings back to Aaron um, as he's recovering from this injury, but. It's an interesting situation. One to moderate. I wonder if Rogers would retire, if he would
0: move on to a different team. Um, I think he'd go the Favre route. I think Texans. I think Panthers. I think Falcons. I think somebody like that. Saints. You know, maybe maybe Lions. Maybe maybe Bears. So, you know, go divisional like Favre Favre, Favre yeah, did. Yeah, he went Jets. I think and, he went Jets and jets then Vikings. And Vikings but yeah. um, I don't think he's done. But he might be done in Green Bay. If he goes
1: Jets, that'd be hilarious. If he did.
0: All right, for my podium, we are going to put this shit show to bed. That being what happened, uh, you know, call it Tunnelgate, whatever you want to call it, from over a month ago now in Ann Arbor. Last week after the pod, it broke that seven of the eight Michigan State players who had been suspended were being charged, one with felonious assault, seven with various misdemeanors. Um, There's some to unpack there. Then the Big Ten, who said they were going to stay out of it until that stuff came down. Waited until today to hand out their reprimand. So we're going to unpack a little bit of this. So for starters, how often, like, I am it's a rhetorical question. Do you see a situation where in this case, everybody, but one guy who they just didn't have, you know, anything that I'm really on video on gets charged like everybody and nobody from the other side. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence. I'm sorry, Michigan fans, that the prosecutor for this is like a is a U of M slappy. Now, now, yeah, you could be a fan of your school or whatever, we're talking about a guy that's like insanely right on, the on blogs board. and message boards and everything else. I mean, more so than even people like Ryan and I who are just average Joes with a podcast. We're not lawyers that have people's futures in their hands. Um, now, I don't have all the evidence, so I'm not going to judge either way right that's what we get as due process in this country but i think first of all that was a bunch of bs um i just my personal take is that were were all the misdemeanors really necessary and are you really 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 sure that nobody from michigan deserved any charge in there at all i'm just going to ask the question because i find it really hard to believe so let's fast forward to today which of course the big ten waited till today And all they did to Michigan was publicly reprimand them. Meanwhile, they agreed with Michigan State's, you know, how how we handled it, that, um, you know, the guys that were suspended were aptly suspended. They um, agreed with the, the six guys that got the misdemeanor charges. Their suspensions are effectively over. That's They said that four games was enough. Crump, the one guy with the, you know, felonious assault, they automatically tacked on another eight games. Um, now, the only problem I have with that is if he's found guilty, um, fine. Tack on eight more games. But you're kind of jumping the gun there without... These were charges not proven in a court of law, right? Not not guilty as charged, not even pleading to something different. I think that's a little egregious, but what I think is even more egregious is the fact that Michigan State also got fined $100,000, and they had to you know, handle which they agreed Michigan State did well with some staffer that was somehow involved in this. Mind you, two state troopers standing there doing nothing on film. So what's their culpability? Um, And all Michigan gets is a slap on the wrist for what? Their fourth and then if you had Illinois, which didn't have a fist fight but was a fifth incident in like their last seven home games. You really think little little bully on the playground is going to stop bullying kids When all he gets is, now Johnny, don't do that. Now Jimmy, don't. we told you, we told you, don't do that. Don't do that. This is the Big Ten laying a giant egg because they see Michigan as the Big Ten's hope at a national championship this year. That's what it is. You can at me all you want. I will fight you with a helmet over the fact that that is 100% the truth. A public reprimand for Michigan is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. Embarrassment to the Big Ten. Michigan State got what we deserved. I have zero qualms with the fine, with you know, adding suspensions. A little bit overboard, I think, on Crump until he's actually proven guilty of that, but that's for another conversation. I have no argument with the way Michigan State was handled. I have every argument in the world with the way Michigan was handled, especially in light of the way they behaved after the Ohio State game on Ohio State's field acting like a bunch of punk-ass bitches. That's one? what Michigan does, and that's what pisses me off. So I'm going to go first little shout-out to Chris here. I'm going to read a statement that he sent to our group text today when I shared the the punishment. You know, And by the way, go find Tom Izzo um, getting interviewed about it. He is hot and rightfully so. Uh, It is a disrespectful move by the Big Ten to Michigan State. And I honestly also think it's partially because Kevin Warren's son happens to be a walk-on at Michigan State, so he's feeling a little heat to make sure that he doesn't under-punish the school where his son goes. Wretched bullshit, Kevin. Wretched bullshit. This is what Chris had to say. What a joke. We absolutely got what we deserved, we being Michigan State, and we should be better. As far as scum, like we like to call Michigan, four incidents, actually five when you count Illinois, in their tunnel between Ohio State last year through this year, started a fight on their sideline this year at Ohio State. I wasn't aware of that, but apparently they did. There is no way a public wrist slap with no real teeth is sufficient to get them to change their poor ass behavior and tunnel issues. They should have at least been fined some monetary amount and given specific standards to handle their tunnel. This will continue to be an issue until the Big Ten chooses to seriously address it. 100%, Chris, 100%. And I will say again, like I said a few weeks ago in my open letter to all the jackasses at Michigan, where in the Big Ten, where in the Big Ten is this a problem? Crickets. Nowhere but Michigan. They haven't fixed it. They're not going to fix it because little Jimmy gets his way and it pisses me off. Michigan fans, you can suck a big one. You got, you got what you got because you're arrogant, whiny, classless, degenerate bitches. Bunch of Walmart Wolverines. Hats off to your Big Ten championship or your big win over Ohio State. That doesn't excuse you acting like arrogant asses that you are. Alright, that out of the way. Let's go to the tee-up for the week. Tee-up for the week, we're going to switch gears to hoops. And specifically... We're going to, Ryan, if you can find the quote, we're going to call out the Portland coach. If you missed it, Michigan State played Portland in the fifth place game of the PKI Classic this weekend or whatever, Phil Knight Invitational, whatever bracket they were in. Um, Michigan State, in classic style, almost blew a big lead at the end of the game. Um, their coach, referring to a seven-point play that Michigan State had, um, you know, said after the game, wait, I wrote this down because, Ryan, you actually said this said after the game, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it, sorry. Um, Oh, man, I thought I wrote it down, and I did not write it down, so that's my bad. Um, He said something to this effect, that he chased down the refs and said, you F'd us with with the way that you called the end of that game. All right, Mr. Coach Alien Head, let's just throw some stats at you. You put Michigan State into the bonus at the 13-minute mark of the second half. You, Portland, picked up one more foul the entire rest of the game. You should have had a blocking foul when the ref first gave you the ball and then replay, thank goodness, turned it over in the last seconds of the game. You traveled on the rebound and you didn't get a call at the end, so your butt hurt about it. And what did the ref say, Ryan, about the seven-point play? Which, let me mind you, Maddie absolutely got murdered on that, made the bucket, and the one, and you get two for a flagrant one, and you get the ball there for your seven-point play. So I'm sorry, Mr. Portland AD, suck it.
1: Yeah, he said, "In quote, we've Scott Leak, Leakum, Um We've received questions about what ended up as a seven-point play yesterday. Immediately after the game, J.D. Collins, who assigned officials for P- PKI, and his former NCAA coordinator of officials shared that." There should have only been two free throws awarded on that play, not three. Frustrating, but I appreciate that J.D. was up front with us. It's an unfortunate part of the business. All credit to great and classy Michigan State program.
0: And, okay, fine, the classy whatever. I'm sorry, dude, but the only thing that threw you off was that Maddie shot all three. I don't think Izzo really intended for that, to be honest with you. It was an and one, so there's two points plus the one free throw Maddie made— Plus he made two more free throws, that's five points. Plus Michigan State got a bucket, that's seven points. That is accurate. Unless they change the flagrant one to one shot in the ball, which that's a technical, not a flagrant one. Flagrant one is two shots in the ball. Uh, technical is one shot in the ball, um, in all cases, even Class B's. So you got it wrong, you lost, you fought hard. We'll talk more about the basketball in a little bit. But little tee up for being butthurt to Portland, who, oh, by the way, also got to play a home game in their... In this tournament, which they were not the host of. So, all right.
1: Spot one. Moving on.
0: Spot number one. We will talk the last regular season week of Big Ten plus college football. Oh my goodness. So much happened Brilliant. last week. We'll try to keep this podcast to a reasonable time, so we'll, we'll go fast. Um, Ryan, start us out. There's some blowouts. Let's just quickly blow through the blowouts. Uh, not yeah. surprising. Illinois over Northwestern.
1: Illinois over Northwestern, not even close. Illinois eight four, great. Forty one
0: to three and funny for a little while they had a glimmer of hope that they were gonna back their way into the Big Ten Championship game. Crazy. Uh Maryland smoked,
1: Rutgers not even close. Thirty
0: seven nothing. Purdue took care of Indiana. They're
1: going to Indy for the first time. Good for them. Um Kind of
0: backed in all on the assistance of the team that I picked as kind of my team to kind of rise up this year that was dog meat all year until it counted in the tractor game, I like to call it. The Nebraska Cornhuskers out to a 24-point lead, almost, almost almost blow it like they usually do, like they're prone to do, but they didn't. They beat Iowa at Iowa with a Big Ten championship trip on the line. All I can say is this. Either Iowa or Purdue were gonna get killed by Ohio State or Michigan in the championship game. It's not even funny anyway, but at least Purdue could maybe score some points, unlike Iowa. So I just think it's funny. It, you know, Iowa's problems came to a complete head as they as they were you know, apt to to have happen in the last game backs against the wall. I mean, you can't put Iowa down 24 points and ever expect them with this team to win. Cool. I mean, they've, they've scored over 24 points only like a couple times all year. So, uh, crazy. Um, and then to finish out the West, Minnesota with a very nice win at Wisconsin probably didn't seal Jim Leonard's fate given the coaching news there. Um, but, you know, certainly made it a little bit probably less of a a wound to lick for Nebraska or for Wisconsin fans who were hoping for Jim Learn to be their next head coach. Fantastic hire great, by, great job. by Wisconsin. We'll get into that part in a minute. Um, cause Nebraska also made an excellent hire that immediately makes the West better. Although can we just get rid of divisions already? The West has been nothing forever. The East is overstacked even with Michigan state being down, um, and it's going to show again on Saturday. So that's the, the West in a nutshell this week. Um, out of the East, you had, um, we already talked about, Rutgers got absolutely run. The last couple weeks, they lost 55-10, 37-0. Uh, Maryland, hats off to them, 7-5. and five. They finally got a win after a tough stretch in November. Um, end the season strongest, or best record in quite a while, 7-5. and five. Uh, Indiana gave Purdue a battle, and then their quarterback, who kind of shredded Michigan State, had a pretty gruesome leg injury. And that ended that real quick. You know, they go 4-8. and eight. Um, Michigan State, about par for the course, hit the spread on the number, 19 points. Um, just too many damn mistakes. We'll talk about Played that. hard. Um, but... We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, obviously, let's talk a little bit about Ryan, the Ohio State-Michigan game. Um i'm not the only one saying this but as i watched it unfold it so reminded me of the john cooper days where ohio state honestly more talent than michigan michigan great talent don't get me wrong um you know minus their assholeness, very talented football team very well coached football team uh minus a crybaby being at their helm um and they adjusted at halftime when it looked like Ohio State might come out and maybe bludgeon them, in, in the way that they were playing, Ohio State was kind of Michigan was kind of getting away with one. Going into halftime, Michigan completely turned that game on What's its ear. Script? Ohio State did nothing but the same thing. It looked like John Cooper 2.0. Ohio State is a, is the closest thing by far that the Big Ten has to an SEC caliber team from top to bottom, bar none. At me all you want, put them up. Head to head, every position on the roster. Yeah, Michigan or other teams might have a better player here or there, but A to Z, top to bottom, Ohio State has the most talent in the Big Ten. Period. That was 100% poor coaching in that game.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, it's funny, is, and I kind of said it at the time, like Jimmy knew what he was doing when he ducked Ohio State in 2020 um, because they would have gotten their ass kicked and he might have gotten fired. Instead, he ducked them with their fake COVID because everybody could use that as an excuse back then. And then he's gotten them the last two years. And, hey, you know what? Last year, last year I think Michigan arguably was the better team. I don't think Michigan was the better team this year, but they had the better game plan for sure.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I think, you know, going into it, you know, you think Ohio State, you know, eight-point favorite, start off really well. Michigan gets stopped. Ohio State goes up 10-3. Stop them a couple times. Like, all right, this thing's – could get ugly quick, you know, score a touch on Ohio State. Settle for screwing around, trying to get cute with his play calls, not running the ball when he should. I mean, they stopped running the ball. They were pounding it down Michigan. And both throw. teams
0: were injured at running back, so Laughed that cancels each other out. Corum couldn't go. Um, Henderson didn't, he didn't even dress. Williams was Williams, like two plays just yeah, like Corum was. Much. I mean, Michigan had Donovan Edwards, but he was playing with a broken hand the anti-semi. Uh, and then they had a, a converted linebacker as their their short yardage guy who threw an am- amazing jump pass. I will say that was a brilliant play call in that game uh, at a key juncture. Ohio State is similar, right? Like they're down to their third string quarterback who or running back who was a converted Mine-backer. linebacker. I had been a running back at Arizona State I and mean, he was looking really good, but Ryan Day got cute with it. Um, and and the, here's the difference for me. I was saying this to somebody at work today. The difference for me and why Michigan won this game is what was a common denominator for the 10 previous years. Ohio State shredded Michigan with a dual threat quarterback. C.J. Stroud is a phenomenal quarterback. He's going to be a first round NFL draft pick. He is not a threat to beat you with his legs. Or at least he won't allow himself to be a threat to beat you with his legs. And that makes Ohio State easier to defend. It just does. J.J. McCarthy... Through not very good passes and got away with just total blown coverage by Ohio State, but he connected on them, so I'll give him credit for that. His stats look really good. I'll give him credit for that. The difference is he's a threat to run, and so he could make those wobble or dead duck, barely get it to the guy passes, and it was fine. Stroud passed up opportunities to run, and that was a huge difference in the game, I think. It was, um, you know, just. And Ohio State's blown coverage. Like Ohio State was so stubborn to stop the beat run. Themselves. They themselves that really that they gave up the big pass plays with just confounding mistakes in the secondary. And then by the time they kind of got that right, they brought guys up, and and Edwards made the right read or Michigan made the right block, and then Ohio State had nobody in position there. So this was like a game on the secondary and on the play, offensive play calling, and the fact that Stroud is not a runner. To me, that's why Ohio State. Yeah, lost I mean,
1: I'm definitely impressed with Michigan. I mean, they showed up when they had to. They they won the championship round, but I'm more. I think that Ohio State more lost that game than Michigan won. I, I'm like I said, Michigan was impressive, but Ohio State was ab- equally ab- as unimpressive. They were abysmal. They mm-hmm. were. They had so many chances. they just being stupid, and they just and they were. And, and Michigan won because of bit more power to them. They made less mistakes.
0: But um, can we can we just say this? Okay, I get it. First time you've beaten him back-to-back since 1999-2000, so arguably, probably, without looking at the roster, the first time in any of your current players' lives. First win in Columbus since 2000, so arguably any time in any of your players' lives, because that's 22 years ago. Um, can you maybe, though, act like you've been there? You did go to the CFP last year. This isn't like, you know... You're Northwestern beating Ohio State to clinch a chance to go to the CFP. This is Michigan, one of the winningest, if not the winningest, program in college football history. And you're planting a flag, and your princess frat boy quarterback is waving like a a fairy godmother princess pageant princess on the sideline to the like grow the hell up jimmy and then oh there's no hatred in our heart for this game but yet you comment in your press conference how you can't wait to get that flag and put in your museum this is what i was talking about in my open screw you act like you've been there before that's what that's what gnaws at me as a michigan state guy i can handle losing to a better team but I can't handle losing to a bunch of assholes who rub it in your face like like they've like they're just the, the king shit and they've never been there before. You've been there. Act like you've been there. I don't care if it's been twenty two years since you've won at Ohio State. Walk up the field, chins held high. That's all you need to do. When you win, say nothing. When you lose, say less. You are the kings of being complete arrogant. A holes when it comes to that, and it's why everybody hates you. I know you love it because you love being the villain, Jimmy. You love poking and poking and poking, but that's the one thing. And I hope I will not root for the Big Ten. I will not root for Michigan to, to beat Purdue. I will not root for them to win the CFP. I won't. I refuse because they are a poor representation of the Big Ten at large. Yeah. Period. I really agree. All right. Um, moving on to the Michigan State game. Couple thoughts there. <laughs> Ryan sent me this tweet, so I had I read this. This is I think at the beginning-ish of the game, right? Uh, from Matt Winzel. Peyton Thorne says he knows he's a better player than he oh, was, was a year week, ago. Yeah. Says the stats may not reflect that, but there are things that don't show up in the stats. Um, How much crack is Peyton, this? So, so, I'm going to say this, Matt. Such as what? For a quarterback, the steltz, stats tell a huge story. Really, they tell the story. You're not throwing touchdowns. You're not scoring enough. You're throwing more picks, you're giving the other team the opportunity to score more, and you're losing more. You're completing less passes, you're not possessing the ball. All of those are direct correlations to statistics that lead to wins and losses. I get it, there's intangibles with a quarterback. There's ability to get teams in and out of an offense. Peyton Thorne was not better from Michigan State this year. We'll, we'll do our reviews and our kind of our, a little bit more of a decompress, kind of both a little bit later in the podcast today and next week, but that was just laughable. Yeah, he battled against Penn State. Look, Penn State put him on his ass more than anybody had in a really long time. More than even Michigan did. Yeah, he did. Probably more than anybody except for maybe Ohio State. I mean, he took a beating. Um, he still made a boneheaded interception that turned into points for Penn State. Um, he missed open receivers. He overthrew a 6'4 and a 6'5 receiver. He was an average quarterback all year. And again, I give Chris credit for calling out the fact that he was a guy that was on his radar as a concern. And, Chris, you were right. PT was a major step back for me. He did not get better this year. I don't care. Ball, don't lie. Record, don't lie. Your stats being significantly less than last year, don't lie. And I know Michigan State had Kenneth Walker last year. I know how good he was. That does not excuse you from being that bad. And, again, we should have seen this in the Peach Bowl when he – Came alive for a quarter and saved our asses with some nice throws. We should have known what was coming. A um, couple other takeaways from me. It was nice, albeit they got a little bit manhandled, to see what probably will be Michigan State's starting um, offensive line next year. Let's hope they get better. Um, they were not very good against Penn State. The running game was pretty non-existent. But, okay, a little bit of credit for at least trying to, to keep it on balance. Jane Reed, I'm... Thank you for your transfer and your service last year in particular and you made some plays this year. Goodbye. go 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 pro fine leave. You yeah, showed you to me this year was... that you were when the season was kind of packing it in a little bit, you didn't necessarily show out and take the extra yards to, and take the extra hit. You certainly didn't do it against Penn State. You fumbled twice three times three lost times. two of them. Um, one directly led to a time when Michigan State had a still had a pulse and a chance in that game um yeah I just you know <laughs> for the for the other guys that played really well I'm sorry but see ya the secondary was awful why they didn't call timeout when they were Penn State had four wide outs and we had two guys I don't know the front the front seven sense. acquitted itself well they still missed too many tackles but like man Sumerin, he had a pretty nice season Halliday had another nice season although he misses he probably missed 120 tackles at to match the 120 that he had, yeah. um, you know, Brulee ended up being a good four-three linebacker when Michigan State needed it. That you know, mash unit of a D line played really well and, and held up well against Penn State's great freshman running backs. Um, you know, proof that you should have stuck with what's his name, the kicker Stone. Stone 51 yards to begin right with. You should have stuck with him to begin with. He had a couple touchbacks, 51. But yards you know, you promised
1: that fat ass lefty that you know he. You'd Unbelievable.
0: Behringer, team MVP, I mean, I think he I'll have to look at the Big Ten final stats, but he was pretty close to maybe to beating Reggie Roby's record for season average for um, yards per punt. He had five yeah, kicks for almost so fifty five yards in the last game. Um, all in all, it's hugely disappointing season. We'll we'll sum up the Big Ten at large next week yeah, and we we'll get a little bit more uh, into it. But yeah,
1: we're just see, forty nine yards a punt. Uh, on fifty punts, four touchbacks, twenty three. Forty nine like, on the nose. Twenty three. So he didn't was, quite hit. Last Reggie year was forty eight point four. Was his average? Reggie Roby was like forty more so. punts. Seventy two was his long. Four touchbacks. Um, twenty three down inside the twenty, um, which is forty six percent. That's pretty dang good. Nice. Well, yeah, just a whole lot of the same BS from Michigan State. Just you know, fought hard, not enough um, against a. a penn state team that's uber talented um I, here's my question you're not hitting in practice for three weeks so and how do guys keep getting injured right i the guys that weren't hurt last week or hurt this week what what are you doing taking a hammer and bashing their hands i don't i don't get it is this had to do with our strength coach i, I don't know because these guys are hurt left and right for no reason it's ridiculous um, I'm glad it's over, but maybe it's not. We'll talk about that later. Um,
0: yeah, let's let's hit Chris send me some good questions. I, I know Ryan and I decided next week we'll do more of our majority heavy lifting on looking back at our predictions and all that stuff. But Chris has some good questions, and since they're top of mind, I want to get to them, and then we'll get to the rest of college football, which was insane over the weekend. Um, biggest off-season storylines for Michigan State? We got a. I think it's because can they finish off their recruiting class and keep some momentum and get you know a good stockpile of good guys. Yeah, what you know? Can he get? Can he you know go in and nab a quarterback? Um, Because I think that'll get the wheels in motion on some of these other questions that Chris has. Um, You know, Michigan State. I think we'll we'll look at their roster. Maybe we'll look at their roster a little bit more next week. But Ryan and I were going through it. You never know what's going through guys' minds when it comes to the transfer portal. Michigan State has has a lot of talent, um, young talent that I think. I know, hopefully we'll stick around. Um, but I think the other big storyline for me, and Chris's second question was coaching. Is coaching changes? It, it, it's it got to be. It has like, to be. Like I'm he serious. said, we have an incredible pool of dollars for the assistants, and Tucker was behind the eight ball when he hired this staff. Does he finally make the changes? Now, Hazleton arguably adjusted a little bit given how depleted the Go defense was. Letter. Seven guys you know, suspended. Tons of injuries, key players right out of the gate. They acquitted themselves okay as the season went on. They re- they really did. I mean, Ohio State got buried by Michigan way more than Michigan buried Michigan State's defense. So, Hazleton, I, I don't necessarily want him to stay, but I could I could live with it. In my mind, you have got to get rid of Jay's Jay go. Johnson and probably Kapovic because the offensive line has not shown enough improvement. And I think you absolutely... Lock sock, and barrel at the fire of your special teams coordinator. He's trash. Then Position we'll, coach is fine. Like I'm, I'm fine with Harlan Barnett. I'm our D line coach
1: is fine. Fine with
0: the D line coach. I'm fine with the pass. You know, we saw some of the pass rush stuff. You know, it's hard to really. It's yeah, that gets an incomplete grade because, you know, the injuries and the suspensions and all that kind of stuff. But to me, like your line was pretty much intact the whole season, and it didn't get markedly better. The running backs are fine, especially if some of these guys come back. The receivers are fine. Um, I don't have a problem with any of that coaching, but the special teams was abysmal and cost Michigan State a game, um, at least one a couple game. Games, really. um, you know, cost him the Indiana game, cost him a for sure bowl game. So I think that's got to happen. Um, Chris says, "PT, does he stay or is he shown the door?" And I, his comment, his comment is, "I think you got to give Hauser a legitimate shot, or he potentially transfers. Who stays, who goes?" Um, I think Ryan and I have talked about this. I think you thank Peyton for his service. Now, granted, his dad may be out of his job because Tim Lester at Western Michigan got fired, or maybe his dad will take over the Western job. I don't know. I think you encourage him to go play his last year, or he still has a COVID year, too, I think, out with his dad somewhere um, at like a Mac-level school. I think he would shred the Mac. I really do. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's he's not elite and he's not good enough to make Michigan state elite and Michigan state is need needs a step up at quarterback because they're going to be super young next year. Um, And I just, I just don't think he's it. I, I think this season now we have a 12 game, you know, including last year's bowl game, a 12 game, you know, 11 games with Kenneth Walker, 12 games without. And I think the 12 games without is what you would see going forward. I think that's reality. I personally think, you just politely say, PT, let's find you some other options. If they don't do that, I think Kim leaves because he's the most next to, to play. Like he could go transfer and play somewhere right away. I don't think Hauser leaves, even if a really good quarterback comes in because he's got a year in under his belt. And I just I think that I think that would be too soon. He's not established enough to go anywhere but start all over again anyway. Like I think he's almost too young to do that. He's not like a Quinn Ewers who could do that and was so highly touted he skipped his senior year of high school so that's my personal opinion on pt i don't know what you think ryan but yeah i'm similar i mean i think it's time to move on i do um but you never know and then the other, the other thing we kind of talked about is does the recruiting class all sign in december i mean i think there's going to be changes right like these these are kids they're 17 and 18 year old kids they they chase the shiny object you know Oh, hey, there's a hot girl. Whoa, hey, there's another hot girl. Whoa, hey, there's a hot girl. I mean, that's what recruiting is like. I never sweat it because, first of all, I think if you really went back and look, I would love to t- have the time to look at it. If I won the lottery and had millions of dollars and could sit around, I'd probably analyze it. How many, like, four-star and five-stars really, truly pan out? I, I don't know that. I mean, because some of Michigan State's best players in the last 15, 20 years were two-stars. Le'Veon Bell, Kirk Cousins, guys make that made or are making bank in the NFL. It's not always the four and the five-star guy. Personally, at the end of the day, basketball, I think it's a little bit more obvious because there's immediate impact. You could recruit a lineman that takes three years to become something. Um, yeah, okay, a running back, a wide receiver, maybe a cornerback, maybe a linebacker, maybe a pass rusher once in a while comes in as a freshman like LSU's guy. I get it. It happens. Very rarely does it happen with quarterbacks, honestly. Um, in the positions where Michigan State needs it are development positions. They're positions that, that you can't get an immediate fix for unless you get experienced guys. Um, so I look at it like this. The guys who are signed are the guys that want to be there, and those are the guys that I want. I really don't care about stars. I care about development, and that's why I say you get rid of Kaplovich. I say you get rid of Johnson, and you develop the the position groups where Michigan State needs it the most. If you get 24 stars, awesome. Great. Looks good. You're right up there with the Ohio States and the SEC schools and the Michigans and the Notre Dames of the world. Yay. Good on us. I personally don't care about that, to be honest. I, I really don't. Um, I Just give me the right guys. Give me guys that will play Michigan State football, that will play smart, as Mel likes to say, and coaches are popular with us now, complementary football that's what I want from Michigan State. So I don't get too hung up on the recruiting class. No. Ryan usually fills me in on what's going on because I really I just I just don't know basketball. Yes, football. I don't even get it. So um, before we round out this down, Ryan, let's uh, quickly talk about the rest of college football. Yeah,
1: um, Egg Bowl, Mississippi State. Laid one Mississippi laid an egg in the Egg Bowl. Yep. Uh, we wonder if that had to do with the speculation of Lane Kiffin to Auburn, which isn't true, obviously, because Hugh Freeze was just hired by they played. Auburn.
0: They played like he was leaving. Yeah. Was weird, and then he stayed.
1: Weird. Florida State, Florida, good game. Highest scoring ever in that rivalry, Florida State. That was a really good Big game. Big turnaround, 9-3, good for them. Um Uh, Mike Norvell's off the hot seat. Um, Caleb
0: Williams had to have won the Heisman Trophy this weekend. Man's a man is. I mean, you know, they're going to invite Corum and they're going to invite JJ and they're going to invite Maisie Smith and they're going to invite you know everybody and their brother from Michigan because it's Michigan and like Caleb Williams, lock stock and barrel won the Heisman Trophy with his play last week. I've barely seen him play this year, and I can tell you that from watching him play for four quarters. Man's legit. He is legit. Uh, North Carolina
1: just stumbling down the stairs. The ACC in general. Lost to a fourth-string
0: quarterback for NC State. NC State's scout team, fourth-team quarterback, beat NC. Now NC lost and got themselves out of the playoff long shot the week before anyway. Clemson blew a 40-game home-winning streak. They lost at home to South Carolina. Who hadn't beaten them in a Coons age? Yeah, um, 40, they're out of the they're out history. of the CFP hunt. All of a sudden, don't laugh. Alabama's still alive. Um, it may come down to if TCU, Michigan, USC. I think Georgia's in no matter what. So if any of those three stumble, I think Michigan's probably in anyway. But if TCU and USC stumble, let's say, all of a sudden, if one of them stumbles, it's going to be a debate between Alabama and Ohio State. That's because who else is team. there? There's nobody else there that really legit has a chance. So yeah. it'll be super interesting. Um, and let the debates begin on that one. I mean, hmm. that would be, that it's would be crazy. Uh, it's kind of been a weird year. Yeah, uh, weird. Alabama took care of Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Auburn hired Hugh Freeze today or yesterday or today. Some big hires. I mean, Nebraska, we mentioned, got Matt Rule. Very so good weird. hire for them. Uh, he did good things at Temple. He did good things at Baylor. I think he'll do good things at Nebraska. Uh, Luke Fickle going to you know to Wisconsin one of my buddies said oh that's kind of a slap to Michigan State I don't think so I think where Cincinnati was when Fickle turned down Michigan State was Michigan State was going to be in limbo and a little bit of a rebuild needed as seen Um, whereas Cincinnati was on their way to a CFP berth I think now is the right time he's got a huge family Um, you know I think Wisconsin's got the resources. Wisconsin, you know, will put the money into it. Um, I think that's a really good hire for Wisconsin, too. So anyway. And it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, to see Leonard end up at Cincinnati, although I would love to have him at Michigan State. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, crazy.
0: Uh, well, hey, had, Mel's a badger. Why not?
1: Any other Yeah, seriously, any other games? Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State came out 31-10. Choked, Oregon Then punched a the guy
0: in the back of the head. Something about oh, Oregon gosh. players that punch sucker that's punch guys. That's cool. Um, Texas a so and over
1: LSU ruined their playoff chance
0: if that was Michigan State the guy would have been taken to the turf and arrested by Jim Harbaugh on the field but you know there's just been some TikTok video I don't think there's been any backlash on that today has there? no just like Alabama like player that punched the girl you know like what are we doing here but anyway yeah ridiculous um, yeah sets up for a crazy week this week so let's get into second down
1: Second down, Champ
0: Week. Round the round the world's about two, I should say.
1: Yep, Champ Week. Uh, here we go. I, we got a lot of games. We're doing all college this week. Um, the what's this? The is this Conference USA. Is that what North Texas and U, Yeah. Yeah. Conference U, USA, North Texas versus UTSA. UTSA, pretty good squad. Uh, eight and a half point favorite over the Mean Green. I'm taking them. I'm taking the points.
0: I'll take you at UTSA. UTSA is a night. the road
1: runners, right? Is that what yep. they are. Yeah. Mimi. Dub City. Um, Friday night, Vegas. USC and the Utes. Who you got? Rematch. We're going straight up. On straight up. One, I'm going to go USC. Spread. I think USC.
0: Revenge. You know, Utah came back on them. At Utah, I think a little bit of revenge. I mean, Utah kind of backed a little bit in because Oregon blew it. That was Oregon's spot yep. to have. And then then Utah got in because Washington absolutely crushed um, the fighting Jason Hansens. Um, yeah, I think USC wins that game.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think USC is going to be out for blood um, after losing to them earlier this season. Trojans by... Double digits. Um, Kansas State finds their way into the Big Twelve Championship. Good for them. Rematch. Playing, <coughs> excuse me. The horn. The horny frogs. Rematch had a great game earlier this season. TCU came back and beat them, I believe. Um, man, I, TCU I,
0: destroyed yeah, Iowa They're, State. Playing, a well. Potential trip they're game. playing well.
1: They're playing well. I don't think they trip up here. Yeah. I think the this uh, dream season continues for the Horn Frogs. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, Toledo versus Ohio in the MAC championship. Toledo's favored by three. I think so we're just going go straight up. I'm going with the underdog. I'm going with the Bobcats, green and white. Athens, Ohio. We got a good stand rebound up. season. Stand up. You
0: know, the Rockets it depends, right? Like they both cost us. A, it cost us <coughs> both a parlay this weekend because they <coughs> lost a Western, who fired their coach after the game. Um, Is their quarterback back? If they're favored, it tells me that he probably is because they were on their second or third string quarterback in that game. Um, I'll go the opposite of you just to put some distance in there. I'm going to go Toledo. Rockets. All right, Uh, Coastal Carolina
1: versus Troy. Um, I would say Troy would lose this normally because Coastal's been really good the last couple years, but they're there without their without Grayson right McCall, now. the star quarterback, he's out. And they got run ten and a half points. And Troy and yeah, Coastal looked awful. I'm going Troy to cover that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yep. Um, you're right, then we got the uh, SEC championship. If, if you would have asked me. Last week at this time I would have said, you know, LSU would cover this. That's another team
0: we didn't cover that choked on the 18 and a half point,
1: point spread. I think Georgia is going to cover this. I think they're just going to prove Jaden Daniel
0: seen in a boot. Yeah, I think Georgia, I think Georgia is going to cover that. I mean, Daniel makes a difference for LSU but not with a bum ankle even if he plays. No way Georgia covers that. UCF Tulane,
1: uh, we're playing in New Orleans. UCF snuck in. Uh, yeah, they almost lost to almost awesome. awful USF really team. team. Um, the I'm, highlighters. I'm going with the Green Wave, um, riding with them. I like their coach. UCF got Tulane Tournament earlier, season.
0: but I think Tulane gives them payback. It's hard to beat somebody twice. Sure Tulane. Is. Uh,
1: Fresno State and Boise State, uh, Duke and out in Mountain West. Um, Man, I, I don't know. I don't nothing. I it, It's a really close, close spread. I think Boise State is a three point favorite. I'm going with Fresno. Um, I'll go Boise. Because I like their quarterback. He's a good player. Um, all right. Boise State. Uh, two more Michigan, Purdue. Michigan's a 16 and a half point favorite. I think they win this game like 38 21. They cover it. I think
0: they'll cover. Yeah. Uh, Purdue's offense has been kind of sputtery lately. I don't. I just. Their I defense isn't see. bad, but. I Yeah, I just. Sadly, I don't see that happening as a Chuck an upset.
1: Sizzle uh, coming out. Uh, big game, maybe? I don't know. Uh, North Carolina versus Clemson. Clemson. Both uh, teams back in the Both really bad. Drake May, really good quarterback. Struggled the last two weeks. Clemson, DJ Ukulele terrible in their riding with 8-for-29 or something? Yeah, like for that? like 80 yards and a pick. It was I'm this? Riding. Brian Lewerke against Michigan, 6-for-26. I mean, seriously, that's a 7.5 point favorite for Clemson. Their defense is really good, but I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. I think that Clemson's going to win, but they only win by a touchdown. If
0: Carolina had a kicker, they would have beaten, well, correct me, or stop me if you heard that one before.
1: Yeah,
0: well, um, they would have beaten NC State. They lost the week before in a close game as well. I think they're going to bounce back. Um, I think Clemson was a paper tiger to begin with. And I mean, Syracuse Literally. probably should have gotten him at home before Syracuse imploded. I think that North Carolina wins that game. Yes. Forget about that. Or at game. least covers.
1: Yeah, seven and a half. That's it. Um, that's all the games. What do we got? We'll, uh,
0: yeah, well, let's uh, give a quick word from our presenting sponsor, our- Team Anders Realty. They will help you find the home that best fits your needs, and they make the process Simple and fun along the way. And by the way, if you buy or sell with them, you get a free Christmas tree on the first weekend of December. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at TeamAnders.com. And I shouldn't say free in today's inflation world, but they give you like 25 or 30 bucks off. Uh, I think the Hart Christmas Tree Farm in Rockford, um, pretty cool. If you like to cut down a Christmas tree, Jim and Donna, they go hang out with you the whole for the four hours or so that they're there, you get a wreath, get whatever. Um, fantastic people. So if you need a realtor in West Michigan, look them up. All right, Ryan, for around the spot, world spot number three, we're going to do um, Big Ten Awards. We'll hold our our kind of recap on the season team by team until next week after all the bowls are announced. And then we can officially kind of say how close we were. I went through and at least marked myself green and red where I got things right and wrong. So I'm prepared for next week, but let's talk. Awards, Yeah,
1: I just came up with these on the fly. Uh, we're going to go Offense Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year, Coach of the Year. Biggest disappointment, surprise team, and award hold this L. Um, Offense Player of the Year. I hate to say it, but it's got to be Corum. He was pretty special all year long. Um, you saw what happened when you went to the game against Illinois. Um, similar to Kenneth Walker last year. I don't think he's as good as Walker, um, but he's a really good back, falls forward all the time, strong, um, and he had a really, really good season. Here's Powered the thing up. is, he
0: did it in 10 and a half games, and he's probably going to go to New York. Walker missed an Ohio State yeah. game, but played 11 games and didn't get an invite last year. That's my one beef with that. It's hard for me to argue with that. I mean, I think it, it would, would come down to Stroud and, and Quorum, but tiebreaker for me is the fact that his team went 12-0, and and... They certainly didn't necessarily need him last Saturday, but they very, very much almost missed him the Saturday before. So I'll agree yeah. with you on that.
1: Defensive Player of the Year, um, you know, it's this one's not as easy. You know, you could go with a guy from Illinois. You know, Sidney Brown, Devin Witherspoon. Um, you know, two really, really good players this year, but it, it's got to be, um, you know, Jack Campbell from from Ohio, from Iowa. Um, 115 tackles, a couple picks, forced fumble. Covered a fumble, you know, some some PBUs. This guy was a special player on a really good defense with a horrid offense, really kept them probably, um, you know, from losing games and getting them bowl eligible, honestly. But the man in the middle, uh, I think we talked about him preseason as one of the best players, and he was, you um,
0: and honestly, because I really don't know that many defenders in the Big Ten Joey this year. Joey Porter Jr., could be up there. He's up there. You know, honestly, Winman, if he had played the whole season, I think he would have had a really legitimate shot because of the way he was forcing fumbles and getting really the quarterback good. and stuff um, until he got involved in that unfortunate situation. Um, so I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll go with Campbell. I just, no, to me, there was no like clear-cut, wow, guy there's no like top five pick defender out of the big 10 this year no there isn't but i mean i'm gonna pull this
1: pff um thing up it was about joey porter you are with me so it was pretty impressive um posted that last night
0: um let's see well so that we don't have any dead air while you're looking for that what's the next award um we're gonna do coach of the year
1: here it is Penn State's Joey Porter, the season, fifteen receptions allowed all season long, nine PBU's, pretty impressive, pretty locked down. Yeah, uh, freshman of the year. I'm sorry, I think it's shared. It's the Penn State two-headed monster of Nick Singleton and Allen. I think this will be a problem for the Big Ten for the next couple of years. Well, only ta- year. freshman
0: tandem with seven hundred yard plus, seven hundred plus yards rushing each since Georgia did it in like two thousand. Yeah, pretty impressive. Crazy. Um,
1: Coach of the year. I'm going with the big old Brett Bielema, Um, turned them around,
0: Um, had a great season, really. Eight and four, could have really been nine and three or ten and two. Yeah, see, I agree. I think you need to look beyond the, oh, they went 12-0, and so therefore that was the best coach. Until, you know, Michigan played Ohio State, we didn't really know if Michigan was really any good because they didn't play anybody. Illinois had their had one arm behind their back all season long. Transfer quarterback, nobody expected Being anything done. out of them. We didn't pick them to even have a winning season, and they had a fighting chance if they don't kind of choke it away against Michigan State, Purdue, and Michigan to be eleven and one. I mean, that's a hell of a coaching job in year two there um, to take them and turn them around to an eight and four team. Um, I would agree with Beulah. Yeah. Um, let's
1: see next one. So, uh, biggest disappointment. It's got to be Michigan State. One of three teams in the top twenty-five to not uh, be bowl eligible, um in, in the terms of what should be six and six, um, just a just a bad year. You know, it could have at least been you know seven and five. I I, fit a and I, yeah, I
0: I certainly agree with with that, but I mean I think in retrospect we both way overinflated them based on what they were last year and we didn't take into Absolutely. account how Peyton was in the Peach Bowl. So for me, I'm honestly going to say Wisconsin. At 6 and 6, we knew that their offense was, you know, just going to be pretty pedestrian, but they had, that they had a good defense, but they're playing in the West. In my opinion, a team like Wisconsin should go 9 and 3 out of the West at least every year. And so I think that they were equally as much of a disappointment as Michigan State.
1: I could see that. That's probably could have been my second one there. Uh, most surprising team. Getting back to Illinois, obviously, uh, we thought they were going to be great, and they had a pretty good season. We're mm-hmm. um, right there in games, and they're impressive.
0: Yeah, and I mean, some might say Penn State after they kind of went on a you know like a bad streak last year, but they still lost to Ohio State. They still lost to Michigan. Um, you know, they got a lot of kudos for beating a bad Auburn team, but I would agree. I, I think you got to go with Illinois. I mean, like nobody expected them maybe to get to six and six, but to get to eight and four and be competitive enough to be that close to being eleven and one. No way, anybody saw that.
1: No. Um. A worst
0: team was Northwestern. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh that, that gets us the hold
1: this L. You know, this could be for a coach. This could be for. A program, and I have multiple. Scott Frost, Buddy Boy, I told you he was gonna be gone. Yep. I was right. Northwestern, yeah. horrible. Tom Allen, Loser, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern. They won. They went zero eleven in the United States. They went one in
0: Ireland. Though. Rutgers four and eight. Yeah, gross. Just gross. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Those are all the That's the awards. All right, well, let's go to spot number four. Uh, we'll try to keep her moving along a little bit here. Well, Big Ten slash college basketball uh, review. Plus, we're going to pick our fantasy team. So instead of pick them in college basketball season, we do a fantasy team like we did last year. Ryan went small and got me last year. I went, oh, and I went with the bigs. So we'll do that here in a minute. A um, couple things that I wrote down um, just off the cuff. Well, we'll get to the Michigan State stuff in a minute. Creighton, Arkansas, and Maui was March level. Phenomenal. The Maui Classic, the Maui Invitational was awesome. Every was. bit as awesome as the MILF house. What's that tournament? The ESPN Invitational? Yeah. That was garbage. Hot garbage. Like, why did they even play that? In my opinion, I think the PK was pretty good. Like, there were yeah, some was good teams good. there. There were, there were some good teams. The PK was good. Um, the Maui is the best, and, and Battle for Atlantis was pretty good, too. Um, yeah. How good. about the way Wisconsin acquitted themselves? I mean, they oh, yeah. they played really, Surprise. really well. Um, the Wisconsin Kansas game was also like a March game. Um, Purdue, uh, they're going to be an issue. Like uh, they smacked Duke and Gonzaga back to back. They held good. Duke to one point in the last eight minutes and ten seconds. The thing that I said this to Ryan yesterday. The thing that makes Purdue. A better team, in my opinion, this year than last year. Yes, they lost Travion Williams. Yes, they lost Jaden Ivey. Exactly. It's not ISO ball with Jaden Ivey. As good as he was, things would bog down because it was just everybody standing around and watch him. They've got a lot of good pieces and parts. Two freshmen, the Indiana Mister Basketball Smith, Foster Lawyers brother Fletcher, um, good shooters, good like Roll and then players. Edie Dum Dum. Bring me gum gum. That guy is unstoppable at seven four. He averaged. Twenty and thirteen, or twenty one and thirteen in yeah, in impressive. Portland, um, and then they got the you know the light skinned dude number zero. What's his last name? Gillis. He I like him. Really he's a really good, good, good ball, defender. Ball they ball. play really good defense, and the, like Ryan said, the ball don't stick. Purdue scares the bejesus out of yeah, me, The Big a, Ten. That's a nice team. I thought going in that Indiana, maybe Illinois were like one two. Uh, I'm Justin. Purdue is number one. By far, in my opinion. And then I think Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin are probably the next tier. And then Michigan State's got a chance to get up there. Michigan, not. Ohio I State's a pretty Michigan's good there. squad Ohio State's a well. pretty good squad, too. Um, here's another thing. Bill Walton oh. is unwatchable. Um, if you like That's Bill Walton, so please tweet Ryan and tell us why. Because he is oh. horrible. Oh. He's horrible. Horrible, unless you're equally as stoned and doing edibles up on top of your gum, your brownies, on top of you know, smoking a bowl. Uh, I don't know how you can listen to him. He's incorrigible. Um, a couple things on Michigan State, and then I'll let Ryan give his two cents. So, mind you, no Hall starter, arguably, probably your best all around player. No Akins, who's your sixth man, and arguably, basically, uh, another starter. Neither of them played, down to eight scholarship guys. Three of those being true freshmen. One of those, Cooper, technically being a walk-on, I think they gave him a scholarship. but So eight guys minus the three freshmen. You have five upperclassmen playing. Um, Whiten's, Witten's, uh, we always great. thought it was Witten's. Ryan kind of owned him when he was Storm Lakers, but, man, he, he's a nice player. He played for four years at Western. Um I thought he should have got more run in the first two games. He played really well against Portland last night. He can give us some minutes here or there as we limp around and wait to get these guys back. I give Joey Hauser credit because he started like an absolute dud in game one and came on fire in that game and played really well. Sprained his ankle twice, which he's prone to do, and still gutted through it and played like 38 minutes a game. Yeah, he Michigan State's well. got to find a way to keep getting him caught Cooking when he's hot. Don't
1: dribble the fucking ball, dude. Um,
0: yeah, and don't let him ever take an inbounds pass again against the press. And Joey, for God's sake, if you dribble to beat the press, which is fine, don't just throw it away. Literally hand it like chest to chest, like hot potato. Like hand it like doing coconut. What is the thing from the movie? Coconut movement? smoochie Coconut smoochie. Give it to the guy. Don't throw us some lollipop pass. Um, my other comment: Until he came on big yesterday, I will give him credit for that. John Crispin nailed it. AJ Hogard at times is non-existent. He's not even on the Ooh. same planet as his teammates, and that's an issue. He you will cost Michigan State a game or two this year because you know he came on yesterday. So I don't know what Izzo said to him at halftime or what his teammates said, but he's got that "I got to get mine" mentality. He makes stupid, boneheaded plays. He's lazy on defense. Michigan State gave up nine three pointers against the pilots in the um first half yesterday. I would say seven of them were a direct result of his poor closeouts or his poor rotations. So That's lazy. and he's supposed to be at like six four, one of our better, stronger defenders. Michigan State's best player right now is Tyson Walker Barnum. He got a little tired yesterday, getter. but he can get wow. buckets. Imagine if he was a little bit bigger. I mean, I mean he's a He's a ball player. He needs a little bit of space sometimes to pull the trigger on the three, but he can get to that free throw line, free throw line extended, and, man, he's money. Hauser's been shooting it well. Um, Maddie played really well yesterday in particular. Dude. Did some big plays. Um, uh, the, my most Cooper impressive player. pretty well. My most impressive player, though, for Michigan State, um, Pierre Brooks. Like He's the guy that is going to reap the rewards come March for having to be forced to no action. No one needed that
1: more than him. 215
0: point games brimming with confidence made big shots in both of the wins that Michigan State had there. Um, really really like what I see out of him. He goes and gets the ball on the off the glass. I think between Cooper and Kohler, you can kind of rotate and one as long as they don't both crap the bed in the same game and one of them can like yesterday Cooper I thought played better than Kohler and in game 2 Kohler played better than Cooper. Like if they can kind of do that, I can live with that. And i got to see more Holloman because he's got to be more of a threat to score, but he is a really good defender. He's an energy guy, and he's a smart basketball player.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I loved what I saw out of Trey. Did him a jump shot. He's going to be a really good player. Yeah, Walker was great all weekend. He's kind of becoming that guy that can take the big shot, take over. He's not afraid to shoot anymore, which
0: is glorious. Um did One you? more big, like, get over the hump this week against Notre Dame, which should be a winnable game. Notre Dame's not very good this year. Now, it doesn't mean anything, but Michigan State should win that game, even depleted. Get over that and be 6-2 and two and get kind of to, I mean, they're going to play Northwestern and Penn State here pretty soon. But, I mean, like, the hard part of the non-conference is over, um, and you can start to, like, get an eye on getting healthy and then, head into January with, you know, maybe no more than three losses would be wonderful because if you asked me at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have been surprised if we had five or six losses. Yeah.
1: Um, That'd be great, hopefully, get get out of there. But really impressive. Take two and one, five and two overall, really good. From the Maui, getting back to that, Creighton, Arkansas, Arizona, Ohio State, San Diego State, all great teams. Mm -hmm. Um, All going to be really good. I was really impressed by Arizona (laughs) there.
0: Kansas, I mean, barely beat Wisconsin. Then they got run by Tennessee, who got run by Colorado. I mean, college basketball, like college football, is super wide open this year. There is no dominant team. Houston's number one now. Um, Gonzaga's already taken two hard ones on the chin. Almost blew it yesterday against Xavier. They got run by Purdue. They got run by Texas. Um, So they're interesting. North Carolina went one and two out there. Lost a four-overtime epic against Alabama. They were number one. Um. Yeah, I mean, Duke has already got a couple of losses. They got waxed by Purdue. Like there is no Kentucky's already, you know, had some big losses. Gonzaga's already had a couple big losses. Like there's nobody that stands out as gonna run away with this thing, and I love it. Yeah, love it. All right, spot four. Let's
1: no, no, do it. We're still in spot four. Oh, we are. I'm sorry, spot four. We're right? still in spot four. We gotta make our teams. Let's do the
0: teams. All right. Do, How I, do you okay? Here's your choice. Do I want to go. First? Exactly, you can go first, or you won. can take the second and third picks in the snake. I'll go second. So that's okay. more of an advantage. I'm gonna go. I know you're gonna pick Shannon from oh, Illinois. An I'm an idiot. Why? Because I'm going Edie and Chris Murray. <laughs> Yeah, I had them on my list. But Shannon is a, like a rebounding and a scoring He's He team is really, really good. He's like a 20 and 10 guy right now. All right, and I'm going to go Trace Jackson Davis. That's a good pick. And then I get the next pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to surprise you a little bit here. I'm going to go with Spartan. I'm going to go with Tyson. I like it.
1: I like it. I had him on my list. As he's well. one of the
0: top assist getters, and he's a scorer for Michigan State, so.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I had I him on my list. Um, man, I, I think I'm going to go... Um, hmm, this is tough. I think I'm going to go Jalen Pickett from Penn State in a triple-double right. already. Um, and then I will go... Hmm, maybe a surprise pick. Donta Scott from Maryland. Mm, nice.
0: Rebounding, scoring... I have to, I, I'm going to have to ask for help because I can't, oh, suing. Is that Just it, a right? suing? I'm going to go suing and then I'm going to go Amarui from Rutgers. That was, yeah, he's, he's a good pick. Another guy that's a shot blocker, big score, bigger score this year than I expected. In yeah, I,
1: I like him. He's good. Well, I could be an idiot and go with the the dick, but I'm not going to do that. I got one pick left. Tyler Wall or Bryce Sensabaugh. I'm going to go Tyler Wall. He's All right. Good guy.
0: Yeah, I had him on my list.
1: Is that five for all of all Yeah, it's five. So I've got Edie, Chris Murray, Jim Pickett, Dante Scott, Tyler Wall. You have Terrence Shannon, Trace Jackson Davis, Tyson Walker, Justice Suming, and Cliff Amarui from the. And remember, we track it's, it's a point
0: minutes. for every point, rebound, block, Points, assist, rebound, assist. steal, and a point for every win that your team gets. Yep. Last year, Ryan beat me. He literally had all the guards, I had all the bigs. Yeah, yeah going back to last mix. year, I,
1: I think I won. Let's see. I won by, like, by forty or something. By about a like hundred, almost. Yeah. I had uh, Johnny Davis, Boo Booey is probably not a great pick. Ron Harper Jr., Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray. You had Liddell, Trace Jackson. Brought him back. Yeah. Uh, Kofi, Pete, Nance. Those those are probably worst one. Trayvon
0: Williams actually, he was your worst one, um, offensive wise. Neither of, of us sport. had Edie last year. No. He's, Edie's made a, made some strides this year for sure. All right, moving to spot number five, which is our um, scramble spot. Um, just a sports smorgasbord. You know, it started really Monday with Feast Week with the Maui. So, really, if you back it up Monday to Sunday, what do you think, Ryan? Legit. 40, 48 hours of yeah. sports watching did. Yeah, a lot. Um, loved it. Got to, you know, can't not talk about the Lions in the scramble. Um, the Lions. Impressive the way they played against the Bills, but again, Again. couldn't finish. Um, They're looking like a football team, but they can't win enough of these close games. They've played eight current playoff teams in 11 games, but need to finish more consistently. I mean, if you just flip the script on a couple of those and they're squarely a playoff team. beat the Eagles, beat the Bills, beat the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, like crazy. Um, You know... I gotta say though, I blame the coaching decision for for this one. You gotta run a reasonable third down play with three timeouts left, with twenty three seconds or thirty seconds or whatever it was to go, and and at least force the Bills to take one of their timeouts. I think they might have only had one left at the time. Um, maybe they had two, you know, or at least get a little bit more time off the clock. If you don't get it, then you can still kick. And if you get it. You can salt it down to the end and kick it and then go to overtime. Not like, too much time. To the Lions lost it. that way last year to a couple teams. Um, one in particular stands out, the Ravens, who almost did it again yesterday. Freaking Justin Tucker missed his first kick in like 65 fourth quarter and overtime kicks. But it's got to have an asterisk because it was a 67-yarder, which would have only supplanted his 66-yarder against the Lions, which was inside, and this was outside, at sea level. And if you need a little science lesson, the ball does not go as far. I think is how it goes. Like, you, there's an adjustment on the ball when you're kicking at sea level, right? Like I, that dude's amazing. He's he's a. I mean, <laughs> the fact that he almost made it is crazy to me. Yeah, um, he's, you he's know, like he... Eagles Packers last night was was a fun game to watch. There were actually some good games um, this weekend. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, Tampa Bay choked on Applesauce against the Browns who had the rally skunk in the stadium. Um, Colts Steelers tonight. Three
1: zero after the first
0: quarter. Yes. I think I took Ugly. the under. Oh no, I took the over. Why points? did I take the over? The over was 30 and a half. Um, so good NFL weekend, you know, Cowboys giants. It was a really good game. Vikings Patriots was, a, was another good Thanksgiving game. Um, you know, a lot of people want to call the Vikings the worst 9-2 team in football. Like I said, it doesn't matter how. It just matters what's on that, you know, on that score sheet. And they're 9-2. Uh, you know, they're the second seed right now in the NFC. And that's all you got to do is get into a position, right? Playing so, well. um, you know, we don't talk about NHL. Red Wings are playing decent. We don't talk about NBA. Who cares about that? Darren Judge going to get like a three hundred million dollar contract. I saw. Ridiculous. Cabrera last year with the in baseball in general this this coming season. A lot of coaching changes coming down. A lot of transfer portals starting to happen in college football. Portals about to be be really interesting to see who goes, who stays from Michigan State. You just keep your fingers crossed that guys that are potential cornerstone pieces like Coleman and some of the young guys that got some run this year like. Bernard and those guys do not leave. Um, again, I don't know that freshmen tend to leave as quickly unless they're really just unhappy. Just because you're apt to be in the same spot when you go somewhere else, unless you go down, which a lot of Michigan State's transfers have gone down um, yeah, over the years. So, you know, not necessarily up. But look for Mel to work the transfer portal to to kind of fill some gaps too. Like I, he's going to have to probably get a lineman to go with some of these youngsters they have i think you know depends on who comes back like collins broussard could come back there's a lot of guys that could come back i mean michigan state only showed seven or eight or nine seniors on senior day whereas like penn state had like 30 um so there's guys that can come back and that's another thing i gotta say can we stop touting clifford as like a record-breaking big 10 quarterback the guy played for six years it doesn't count yeah that's bs Right. SBS
1: Butt Burners Cliff Kingsbury gotta go gotta go you gotta go bud yeah gotta go um, Ryan Day we already talked about him if he stinks if he doesn't be ne- Michigan next year he's gone I mean there's no doubt um, and then the Big Ten West just a joke this season Eight yeah. and Four is your best team really Iowa was maybe going to be your team really ridiculous stock up Trevor Lawrence he's played great he's kind of shaky. Um, and he's been playing great the last month. Good for him. Um, Great comeback. Stock up. Boiler up. Um, Going to Indy, good for them. It's like a 10-minute drive. Uh, And their
0: basketball team's playing great.
1: Yeah, stock up. Last one, Lions draft position. Oh, boy. They're 12th with their own pick right now, and then as it stands, they're third with the Rams pick. Um, looks like Stafford's out. Stafford's out probably, probably for the season. season. Donald uh, maybe Cuff's up done. Allen Robinson's done. Their left tackle is done for the season. Aaron Donald's a high ankle sprain, which doesn't heal quickly. Um, by the year. way,
0: worst record and point differential for a defending Super Bowl champion in history this year. Now they've they've been unreal. hit by the injury bug big time, but still. Yeah. Just goes to show you. You can build up quickly in the NFL. I
1: agree. Crazy. Excuse me. Sprint. Let's do it. Um, I'm running it. Um, all right. Number one. Will there be any more uh, coaching changes in the Big Ten this season?
0: I don't know who, but yes. You think so? Yeah.
1: You think Tom Allen maybe?
0: I think he could be. I think. Uh, I think Fitz is safe. I think Ferrans might retire. I could see that. Um, you know, if somebody else maybe leaves, I don't know if anybody will. I don't think they'll get rid of Shiano because they're not going to get any better at Rutgers. I don't think they're going to change coaches at Maryland. I don't think Purdue is going to change their coach unless he goes back to Louisville. If Louisville fired their coach and yeah. they bounce back okay this season. But I think there will be at least one more change. Yeah, I, I could see that as well. Um, I'm going to say
1: no. I'll, I'll, I'll just be – I'll go opposite you. Um should, this is just a hypothetical, should the Big Ten reassess things and just and say screw it next season, scrap divisions?
0: I don't think they will, but they should. Yeah, I, think I mean, they should do. the Big 12 and the Pac-12 have it right. The best two teams play. Like, Unless you're the SEC where there's pretty good, and even that, arguably there's not that much the balance. The East stinks. The East is not anywhere as good as the West. Just like the West is not anywhere as good as the East. You kind of have the same thing in the ACC, like the coastal versus whatever the other one is um i i just think you got to have the two best teams I, I i hope so but i don't think they will because i think they think it means they have to completely rejigger their schedule because they already have it set you know for yeah. for the playing all the teams in the divisions so Agreed. i wish they would but they won't Agreed.
1: Uh, will Villanova bounce back and yes. make the N C A A tournament?
0: Yes, I think we'll uh, they're going to get healthy, and I think, I think they'll they'll, they'll,
1: they'll sneak in.
0: They had a bad run in Portland; they went zero three. But they, but they're playing tough. They get behind early, and they play catch up. They'll they'll figure it out. Neptune'll figure it out. They'll get, they'll get figure it out. Get more back. Yeah, they'll figure get it out. More back.
1: Fun one. Best uh, cookie flavor. Oh, in
0: general or Christmas cookie flavor? No, just no. In general. Oh man uh, you can't beat rachel's chocolate chip cookies i mean i love peanut butter cookies too but i got to go with chocolate, Rachel's chocolate, yeah, chip chocolate chip
1: also really like um,
0: no bake cookies oh yeah those are good those are really Drop good cookies those are good have peanut butter on the common denominator oh of course
1: that's it uh crazy um that that was a hundred uh we appreciate you guys listening um, all, all of our listeners and fans we wouldn't be here without you guys um, we, don't, we don't really care how many people listen but it's, we just do this for fun because we love sports I might as well talk about it anyways um, but yeah pass it along if you have anyone you think would be interested tell us what you want to hear um, keep uh, commenting pound that like button on whatever you're listening on keep on keeping on folks it's almost December It's almost it's Christmas season now Officially.
0: Yep. Yeah. Then another shout out to Team Anders Realtors, our uh, presenting sponsor. We thank them for their support over the last two years. 100 podcasts uh, on the pod things. It'll say 101 because we had a promo podcast that doesn't count. So today was truly number 100. Meantime, I don't know who the heck said this, but I was looking for my quote at the end and I found this one related a little bit to my anger early. I'm not as nice as I used to be. Getting screwed over does that to you.